and welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Roxborough, joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. James. Hello. Brody. Hello. And Kieran. Hi. I can't remember the last time we had a five-person podcast, but that feels like the right the right number of people to delve into all the topics that we've got today um because we do have loads to discuss but as i promised last week we would check in with james regarding final fantasy 16 and the resident evil news that we discussed last week james were you pleased to see that new final fantasy trailer and hear confirmation of resident evil 4 getting a remake um yes Excellent. Thank you. Uh, I, I presume that's enough. We, sh- we can move nah, on now. 16, Did you want to 16 looks good. Nah, 16 looks good. Um, I think it's interesting. It's the DMC combat director, and I hope that they bring some of that to that game. Um, I think it looks closer... I, surprisingly to me, it looks closer to FF7 Remake um, than... Final Fantasy 15? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it'll be good. Like, I have high hopes. I've kind of wanted Final Fantasy to go back to, like, that kind of, like, medieval ye olde look. Um, (laughs) Rather than the weird space people, lasers and stuff that they've had in the last two games, you know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so that looks good. Um, Resi 4. um, One of your favourite Resident Evil games, if I'm not not mistaken. I was literally about to say, not my favourite Resident Evil. Oh, really? But, oh. Um, <laughs> Mistaken. Yeah, you, your takes about me are always wrong, but that's okay. Um, You'd have thought 4, I'd yeah, I think, by now. I think it doesn't... Ne- I, <laughs> we can talk about games that don't need remakes later, but like this one also, <laughs> I feel, doesn't need a remake. Um, but I think it is justified because it looks like they're doing a... It's a very different take on Resident Evil 4, which I think was not what I was really expecting. Um, so that has me excited to see more, which we probably will next week. Um, yeah. And you're going to be playing Resident Evil 8 in VR? Um, yes. If I can get a VR. I, I have a weird feeling it's going to be really hard to get one. Um, but... A PSVR 2, you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am keen to try it for sure. I don't know. Like, I, I'm a little bit annoyed because, like... I liked Seven so much because I played that game blind fresh in VR and it, all of that stuff was like quite, you know, exciting and jumpy and shit. Mm. Um, Words of Village, like I've played that game, I think it was eight times by the time I was done. So now I feel like I know that game inside and out. So like, I don't know if it's going to be the same because I know yeah. what's coming, but maybe they'll throw in some tricks. I don't know to make it fresh, but we'll see. I was definitely, I will definitely, I think it'll be a good, I feel like Capcom are like doing quite a good job of selling VR two to me more than anyone else at the moment so if your memory is anything like mine you will have forgotten a couple of the jump scares i'm sure and they'll they'll get you here and there yeah not like yours (laughs) (laughs) well james you did allude to another remake that we have to discuss today that was announced at this morning's summer summer game fest showcase and that is where I want to start, seeing as I think it's going to be a la- rather large discussion point. It was leaked a few hours before the official announcement at the tail end of the showcase, but The Last of Us Part 1 is a full-price remake of the original game and its DLC Left Behind, built from the ground up for the PlayStation 5. It is set for release on September the 2nd of this year, with a PC version also in development. Shannon, I will come to you first as a fellow Last of Us fan. What was your reaction to this news? I don't know if I really had much of a reaction just because I feel like we all probably had like a bigger reaction when this was leaked. 
what, like a year ago, I'm going to say, a bit over a year ago. So I feel like we've uh-huh. all been expecting it. Um, yeah, I feel like it, it's pretty much exactly what I expected. Like, obviously, woke up, saw the leaks, watched the trailer. It looks like The Last of Us Part 2, with obviously, but it is, yeah, The Last of Us, the original. But it looks like, yeah, it, if that game created in The Last of Us Part 2 engine is what I meant to say. It's been a long day. Are you excited? Like, is, I think they kind of tried to make the point that it wasn't simply a graphical overhaul. Like, they had recreated these character rigs, remapped the facial animations, um, like, revisited the enemy AI. I imagine that's going to be a lot more like Part 2 was now. Um, I'm assuming combat mechanics have been brushed up. We may not see the cool rope physics in it uh, that were in the in Part 2, but maybe there's something like that they're trying to bring in as well. Um what do you make of like all of the additional work that's been put in and how substantive do you think that's going to be at the end of the day? To be honest, I haven't played the last of us since it did come out on PS3. Like I, I think I like played Back in 2013, maybe an hour or so of, of remaster both on, yeah, on PS4 and then like PS4 pro. Cause I think it was different again on that. So I feel like after playing the last of us part two, like I would just assume it is similar to that, but I actually think if you went back both visually and the way it plays, like it wouldn't feel anything like that game. So mm. I definitely, I think we've spoken about it, but I, I think the work that they're going to do to bring it in line with The Last of Us Part Two, like that would have been the main reason to do it. So they sort of play similarly, which is, I think I would have expected that this would have been The Last of Us Part One and Two combined. And I think that would have made a lot more sense and we wouldn't be seeing that wild discussion we are online if that were the case because that would make a lot more sense in my opinion yeah karen i might come to you next um shannon's referenced the wild discussion uh <laughs> that's taking place on the internet that's mostly revolved around the price point seeing as this is a full price game um it's retailing i mean looking at local prices it's 125 currently on on eb i think 100 bucks on amazon i haven't seen a jb price but i imagine it's somewhere in between um, do you think that's a fair amount to charge for a remake of a nine-year-old game? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I, I do. I do agree that it's it's definitely a little on the pricey side. Um, like, I'm definitely not in the camp of like this game shouldn't exist because it's not different enough, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like, I I wasn't expecting it to be like premium AAA PlayStation first-party price point for sure. Mm. Brody, do you think this game should exist? Yeah, I don't see why not. I don't know if I agree with the... I don't know. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the price, personally. Like, I don't know why we can be happy with, like, $120 for Demon Souls, but not this. Like, I put them in the same basket. Oh, yeah. Granted, one, one, one is older than the other by a little bit, but mostly the same, so... Um, and, I mean, as everyone keeps saying, it's reworked from the ground up. Like, I have no issue with it at all. So, um... Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty keen to uh, like I'll probably endeavour to get my hands on it and play it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm keen to see how they bring it in more in line with uh, part two, like Shannon says. Um, I think narratively, I was a fan of the first one more, but obviously, I thought the second one played better. So mm-hmm. having those two experiences somewhat married will be uh, will be quite good. So um, yeah, Do I you mean, have if an it gets itch to go back and play it, like is is it something you'd consider doing at all, or is it really like go back and play it as it yeah. is now? Well, well, just experience the story again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, are you asking if I want to play it to re-experience the story? Yeah. 
Yeah, yes, yes. I mean, and to obviously see the, the new changes to the gameplay and stuff. But, because um, I mean, like, would I go back and play The Last of Us right now to re-experience mm. the story? Probably not. But um, the fact that they're modernizing it, I guess, and putting all the bells and whistles on definitely makes me want to go back for sure. In, in saying that, I think a lot of people would have gone back and played it before The Last of Us Part 2 came out. And I can totally understand yeah. why anyone that did that would have no interest in playing um, the remake. And I think, like I touched on earlier, like I think like as much as we all probably have an interest in this, I, I don't think it's for us explicitly. I think it's for people that are new to the series, either before mm. watching the HBO series or after, which is why I think it is weird that this isn't both parts on PS5 together and then you and then sort of mesh together and blended in some way that that makes sense. I think that would have made a lot more sense for what this is mm. for me. Do you reckon they'll put this out and then six months after release the PS5 patch for the second one and then bundle them? Yeah, probably charge another hundred and twenty five dollars for the last <laughs> part two on PS5. To be honest, um, yeah, James, I don't know. We, it's, we've it's spoken weird. a lot about pricing. Um, do you think like this is an attempt at them to kind of? cash grab the new players that might come in having seen the HBO show? Like, do you think that's really what this all is at the end of the day? Um, I don't, like, I don't, wouldn't call it, like, a cash grab. Like, to me, that implies it's kind of quick and dirty to some extent. I don't think mm. this is quick and dirty. Um, I feel like it's really hard because we haven't seen anything. Like, we've, we've only, what we've seen is the visuals, like, I can't really comment on the extent. Yeah. Like a, a minute 30 cinematic trailer. Like, yeah. like to me, it looks a little bit better. Um, I think it, like at the end of the day, the first game did look pretty good. So like the jump isn't as obvious either, which mm. I genuinely think is why people are expecting there to be upgrade paths. Um, but yeah, I... I I, I think that, like we talked about when it first leaked, like the H, it is probably some kind of thing to tie in with the HBO special um, for new fans and I guess people who want to re-experience that first game again. So, yeah. On the HBO special, Shannon, I do want to touch on some of the other Last of Us news that was kind of bundled in with the announcement during the showcase. Um, Neil Druckmann kind of dodged the question from Jeff Keighley with regard to the show coming out next year, saying we might hear more soon. Do you think like it's possible that we see that show come out this year? They, they did say that filming was only due to rap, like Niche. kind of Today. about now as we're speaking. Yeah. Um, do you think, like, there's any chance of maybe a trailer or, like, an episode kind of kicking off later this year? I could be misspeaking, but I was almost positive that it was meant to come out this year originally, and I think COVID and other things delayed it. That that could be way off. But then, again, unless PlayStation feel like they have a gap in their software lineup, I don't know why you wouldn't just delete. I don't know, would you really... You probably wouldn't want the game and the TV show dropping at the same time, would you? I feel like that'd be a little bit of oversaturation. Like, if people are playing... Like, I feel like you want them to experience either the TV show first in in full and then the game or vice versa. Like, um, and I feel like it probably does make sense to have the game out so when people watch the show, episode one, Mm. two, three, whatever, they go and pick up the game and then play through it. So... Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it would have always been the plan to drop the game ahead of the TV show. But yeah, I, to be honest, I thought they might like put 
the trailer in the game or do something to, to drop the trailer around the game's release to promote the game that way or something. I'm sure there will be plenty of tie-ins there. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think it's... I don't know enough about TV shows. Brody and Jay's probably know more, but I would say this year's too quick if it's just wrapping filming now for that type of show. Yeah, it depends. It depends on how long late, they've had. Late this like, year. It depends on how long they've had certain episodes in the can or if they're... Like, how they're filming it. Like, they... Yeah. All huh. CG. Like... Oh, the- Brody, have you just... Oops, sorry. I thought you muted yourself. We lost you for a second. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, nah, um... What was I saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously things like CG will need to be touched up. And um, so I don't think there's any way to know for sure, but I think it's probably unlikely that it does hit this year. Maybe a, maybe a trailer. Like they could squeak out a trailer for uh, Gamescom opening night or the Game Awards or something else that Keeley does. So seems like he's going to try and latch himself mm. to that. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. The Game Awards sounds like a prospect. Uh, that, and Game Awards is like January, February next year, though. December. And... Oh, December? Oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Come on, Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, You know what I'm like, memory. Uh, Kieran, what did you make of some of the other news then? In addition to the TV show, they confirmed that um, the standalone multiplayer game, which they showed a bit of concept art, we wouldn't hear more about until next year. And Neil Druckmann also mentioned another project that he was working on um, on the side of all of this as well. Is uh, there anything there that excites you? Um... I mean, I didn't like factions the first time around, so I'm not super... Like, I'm interested to see what they do with it because it looks like they're broadening it quite a bit just from, like, the concept art that they teased and stuff and the way they were talking about it. But, um... Mm. Yeah, i Do you I'm have not... any speculation as to what it might be? Like, I've heard everything from, like, cooperative sort of game to, like, live service. Do you have any it, speculation it as to what exactly might be? It definitely strikes me as, like... Yeah, it strikes me as, like, live service, like, shared world kind of stuff more than anything. Mm. It'll be, like, like the just division. based on, like what they were trying yeah. to like communicate with that concept art that they had um but uh, i mean who knows maybe if it is maybe it'll be different enough for me to get into it but yeah um as as far as uh old mate Druckmann's new project if it's not jack and daxter i don't care <laughs> agree <laughs> hard agree i have no idea what like a Druckmann led jack and daxter would be like but it's uh they'd fuck for it's sure interesting to say. <laughs> James, just be- before we move on, do you have any any excitement for these other Last of Us news? Be it the TV show, the multiplayer, no. Neil Druckmann's new project. No, R- you're ready to move on. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do just that then, and talk about the show as a whole. James, I will come back to you then. What did you make of Jeff Keighley's hotly anticipated cross-publisher showcase in general, considering all the other announcements that were there? Um, I thought it was pretty average. I liked the little bit of space horror that they went through for about 30 minutes. But then after that, like, I don't know. I just didn't. How many were with... there? Like space horror games? There's I feel like there was at least four. Had to be four. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is fine. And then they were all together. So I don't really know what the go was there. But um, yeah. So, yeah, I. I Dead Space Remake wasn't even one of them. Like, no. it's nuts. I never really thought it would be. I, I'm, yeah, well, cool. I'm just emphasizing the point. There's a lot oh, of right. space horror. Yeah, right. The same game. Yeah. A, yeah. Um, just scrolling through now, like the aliens thing was like cool. <laughs> like I, I don't like. I, I just stop trying to make. I just really feel like aliens. Like it's just a cursed franchise at this point. Like just give it up. Um, but overall, yeah, we were like not fans I thought, of Fire Team Elite, were we? 
yeah, there was nothing like super like whoa and like and it doesn't have to be super whoa like even if you just get some really solid gameplay of something you're looking forward to but none of that really happened for me mm. something also looks i i think i'm in the minority here but i find something there's something really off about the shooting in callisto um oh. i watched it again there's something to i don't know if it's like too weighty or something i don't know if i'm just expecting it to be like dead space um but yeah, I don't I'm not I'm convinced with the gore and the horror. I'm not mm. convinced with the gameplay of it. Just What yeah. did you make of the death animations? Yeah, that's what I meant when I said the gore. Like I think that that's all fantastic and that is like very much vibing on what made Isaac dying in Dead Space so fun. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes but you that was like just die for the enjoyment of it. <laughs> That's, I think that, yeah, I think I realized that I was attracted to death scenes in video games from <laughs> Resident Evil 4 onwards. Just seeing the different ways, like, your character can die was quite cool. Um, and they've definitely kept, I think the vibe is there. I just, yeah, I don't know. The way that the shooting was going in that demo didn't really, like, whoa me. And it almost felt like, like, if it's just another dead space, like, like do you know what I mean? Like, it was almost a little bit too yeah. similar. Like Yeah, it's but, very similar. Well, Shannon, I was going to come good. to you because I know you're excited for Kalisa. Did you like the look of it or was there something else that yeah. stole stole the spotlight in the showcase I, for you? I was gonna, I was going to piggyback of what James said. I think like there was a lot of big games here, but including like Callisto, which we started that with like a director's cut, I think mm. of the same trailer. And then the gameplay was what, like 45 seconds and like it was okay, but like it didn't blow me away. And it, it's similar looking down the list of like Gotham Knights marvel midnight suns um what else was just, there like there was a, just, like two or three just on Cal- go Callisto, Callisto go for it two um like i i with horror games i feel like you just you, half of it is you playing it and being in it like i hear so many people who mm. do like watch streams of them and stuff and it's just not the same to like you, you just don't no. get as like involved and as like scared so to speak if you're just watching it. So, like, I just didn't feel get any of that. And obviously, like, it's just so different watching it on a stream and stuff with people in your ear. And, um, That's yeah, such like, a good I point. Don't... Like, I'm, I'm fine watching a horror movie, but horror games have always just, like, irked me that little bit more. Because there's something about you, like, ha- being in control of the character on the screen and having to make the decisions that just makes it all that more horrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think routine looked pretty fantastic. Like, I'm mm. very excited for that. I know that was apparently revealed almost 10 years ago or something, and they've, like, re-revealed it. Um, but uh, Mick Gordon's doing the music, which is interesting, because it looks like a game that won't have a lot of music. But, um, like, I like the the vibe of it, for sure. Looks like almost Alien Isolation, but with robots. Um, Brody, I might yeah, rope I, you into yeah. the conversation here, but I'm sure James has got more to say on as well. Bloober Team. We spoke about them a lot before uh, going yep. into the showcase, hoping there might have been uh, talk of the Silent Hill project that they were rumoured to be attached to. There wasn't. Instead, Layers of Fears... Layers of Fears? I think it's two plurals. Yep. Yep. Um, was announced instead uh, with a trailer. Did did that take your fancy that enough or my disappointed bread? that it wasn't? Silent Hill. Um, uh, well, I don't have a huge affinity on that necessarily, but um, I, I'm also a fan of the first layer of fear, layers of fear game. Oh man, the the naming schematic for this <laughs> game is gonna fuck yeah. me up. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I was a fan of the first game. I never played the second, but I've always been a big fan of uh, a lot of what Blooper Team have done. Uh, like I, I didn't mind the medium, but like I didn't love it. Like mm. I prefer their stuff 
before that that's more narrative focused and just yeah less involved but um definitely keen to see how they expand on yeah layers of fear it definitely looks looks really nice like the, the first shot after they say that it's like developed in unreal 5 and they show that first like hallway and it just looks like photorealistic it looks so good um mm. definitely keen to see yeah I'm curious whether it's, you know, a reimagining of the first game or if it's just something new entirely or if it's uh, a sequel. Like, it's, it's, that's a little bit unclear to me. But, um, yeah, definitely looks all right. Were there any other announcements that took your fancy? Uh, like James, I sort of vibed with uh, a lot of the uh, sci-fi space horror stuff that they did open with. Um, but then about halfway mm. through, like, all I had was an urge to just go to the gym, have an energy drink and watch Black Adam. I don't know what happened. I like, I like blacked out for like five minutes. So, um, yeah, I mean, no, there was some okay stuff. Like I'm keen for Cuphead, obviously. Um, uh, there was that, someone mentioned it before. Uh, I know you were pretty excited going into it that maybe there was going to be like a Bioshock announcement. I I said Um, some things. I got a bit carried away. Like Hollow Knight (laughs) as well. I think you're a fan of. No, stop, stop conflating other people. Like, James, does he know us at all? <laughs> I don't even know any. Like, who just, is the who is the Hollow Knight frustrating and confusing and tiring? If I'm being yeah. honest, um, like, one game that actually looked sick that I wasn't on my radar at all because I've never really got into the old ones like Turtles and Time and stuff. But the uh, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game looks really si- uh, sweet. Yeah, and the fact does. that it's um, I very much enjoyed the music in that. Yeah, like as well. it slaps, and like the fact that it's coming to Game Pass like next week is sick. One thing I will say, there's a lot of games that were shown today that are coming to Game Pass, and that's just an exciting thing. Like, that root, routine sure. even is coming to Game Pass, which is going to be sweet, so... We're going to speak a little bit more about Game Pass later on as well, as well as the Devolver Showcase too, which I know um, you'll be plenty excited about. Uh, but Kieran, first I want to rope you into this conversation too. What stood out to you in the showcase, and how did you rate it overall? Um, it felt a bit, I don't know... Like, looking at it, like, looking at James's rundown, especially, like, there's actually, like, a decent amount of variety in, like, themes and scope and, like, different teams mm. and stuff. So, it's actually, like, it's not too bad of a showcase, but watching it, I don't know if it was because it started off kind of bad um, or if it was just, like, the lack of, like, really, really big AAA surprises, but it kind of feels like like the industry's in limbo a bit at the moment and they're still trying to put on shows even though, like, things aren't ready or, like, there's not enough to yeah. talk about. Um so it, feel, it felt a little bit forced, I guess. But that said, like, there was some cool indie stuff there. Um, like, uh, American Arcadia looks kind of intriguing to me in a, like, weird Truman Show kind of way. Um, mm. And, yeah, like, again, like, mirroring you guys, all the sci-fi horror stuff is pretty exciting, although it already feels oversaturated and none of this stuff's even out yet. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm right with you guys. Like I I thought routine looked sick. I also really like the look of Witchfire too. Um, the kind of like Doom meets magical kind of first person shooter. Um, yeah, that immediately kind of grabbed my interest. Um, and Midnight Fight Express as well. I've kind of been watching the development of that one. Kill it, kick along on Twitter. So to see that um get a demo out i've got that downloaded and and ready to play i did love like how much kind of demos came out of this and the the devolver conference um too um but yeah nice that like even though 
I guess there isn't uh, an E3 in which press will be getting hands-on. There is kind of like little previews that everyone can can get to experience, which is really quite cool. Um, but yeah, on the whole, I thought the conference was a bit of a letdown. Um, it just lacked some of those kind of temple announcements that I thought we were going to see and was kind of paced poorly as well. I didn't think we needed as lengthy as developer conversations as we got. And a lot of the preamble that we would get from Jeff Keighley kind of between um, trailers and whatnot, I just felt was a little unnecessary and they could have sped the pace up a little bit. Um, but James, one of those uh, omitted announcements that I thought we might have seen um, was Kojima's new game, seeing as rumors emerged this week that he was working on a horror game called Overdose. Were you surprised not to see that one? Um, a little bit. I don't... Like, I wasn't... I was really... Yeah, I, personally, like, no, I wasn't surprised. Like, I was trying to, like, keep my things really down because I just didn't want to get disappointed. Yeah. But um, in terms of where you would show that like unless it's not ready or it's exclusive to say xbox like maybe that's the go there i don't know um do you think there's a good chance i genuinely thought with the timing of like say the silent hill stuff that came out a few weeks ago um that that would Mm. appear here more so than say kojima's new game um Mm. whether the same thing who knows um but yeah i yeah, I, I personally wasn't surprised, but, um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Sorry. Well, about well it. we will like, wait. To- <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it'll like be at like Xbox it. now. I think given people have seen the trailer in, like, its final form, I think it's safe to say it'll be at Xbox. Like, whether it'll be exclusive or not, who knows? But I think they've definitely got the, the rights to show that, which is a big deal in any yeah. sense. Yeah. And that is Monday, right, Shannon? Another it early is one? Monday morning at 3 a.m., Whew. Exciting! Can't Australian wait. Australian Eastern Standard Time. I've got. I think I've got quite high hopes for that conference, but I. I don't want to get my expectations high. Yeah, I, I feel like went into this yeah. one pretty excited. Let's talk about Devolver now, though. And Brody, obviously, I'm coming straight to you on this one. It was a more condensed showcase than I. I mean, no, I guess like I guess you wouldn't expect a, an avalanche of games from Devolver, but no. you know what they are going to show is going to be enjoyable and certainly up your street. Uh, what took your fancy of the games that were were shown? Oh, off? just everything. Like it was just a <laughs> you it was just that. a great time for me. Um, yeah, he was very excited the whole stream. I must say, like his mood picked up yeah. big time was, watching everything. Oh, I regret going back. It was to the bed. happiest I've been. <laughs> I've never seen Brody happy. Yeah, I'm disappointed. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the 20 minutes when Devolve was on each year is your window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to stay up and watch me just be happy. Um, yeah, look, everything was really, really exciting. Like, um, oh, let's just go through them. Angerfoot, like they put out a demo for that. You've played that as well. That's. That's a very, very fun game, like very weird and unusual. Like I've sort of described it as it's like Hotline Miami meets Bullet Storm meets an acid trip. Basically, like it's 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 it slaps along. It's just a bit of fun within like the second level. You're kicking a door down and there's a bloke like on the toilet and it's all pixelated. (laughs) Genitalia is all pixelated. Yeah. And then, like, cut to the next scene, and you're eating popcorn with your feet and answering a phone call with the the left foot. Like, it's totally off the wall, but very much like Hotline Mammy kind of... Like, it reminded me of Ghost Runner, and to the extent you're, like, just first-person, fast-paced, like, quick resets upon death. Yeah, and all the missions are, like, a a minute long, so, like, the replayability is, like, through the roof, and there's, like, a lot of unlockables. So, I'm definitely in for that. Uh, They showed Card Shark again, obviously, but that's already out. Um, So, it was... You know, good that that's going to get a little bit more exposure, I guess. 
Uh, the mm-hmm. Plucky Squire. That's the one that's. I think it was made by that Brisbane team, I believe. Uh, that that looks that looks amazing. Like that that game looks so good. Like, uh, I guess I might pause you there because, like, Kieran, if I'm not mistaken, that was, I'm I'm really like second guessing myself every time I throw to one of you guys now. But the Plucky Squire was that one that you liked. I think I saw you tweeting about this. Yeah, I, I love the look of this game. Um, and yeah, Brody's right. It's coming from um, All Possible Futures, which is a Brisbane team uh, put together by uh, one of the guys is the form like a former art director for Pokemon Sword and Shield, I think it was. Oh. Um, so like, yeah, him him putting together that studio was a pretty big news when that happened. So it's cool to see that that's this is what they're making. Mm. The um, art direction is just so strong. Like as soon as he pops out that book, yeah. And then, yeah, it just shows the world like it's so good. And then, um, obviously, they closed on Skate Story, which is a game I've been following for a long time, like um, mm. probably a few years, like as it's sort of just been going through development, like the developer would obviously... Again, like just, work, yeah, in progress work in progress on stuff, and stuff. Just like, right? yeah, yeah, like little snippets of the game. So to, I guess, to have Devolver now attached to this, they must have picked it up and cut a deal with the guy. Like it's definitely, it seems like a game that they would, you know, uh, put out. Um like mm. it's really pretty like it's got that um like i think they say like most of the world's like made of glass and stuff but it's got that real super hot sort of look where everything's like you know mm. uh like harsh like uh quite polygonal yeah, I, I, yeah that's yeah. right yeah um so yeah i mean look everything spoke to me like and cult of the lamb i think is that the only one we've yeah sorry I, another, I, sta- another I, I started game. at Angerfoot. i accidentally skipped Cult of the Lamb, another one which has a uh, a demo out there, so that's definitely worth playing. I played that before, and um, a lot of a uh, lot of gameplay mechanics at play in that game. Like you've got like the settlement building stuff uh, to like keep all your mm. your followers happy, whereas the moment to moment gameplay feels very almost Death Door like meets like Binding of Isaac. It's like a bit procedural in that sense. Like mm. it's it's really fun. Like it's actually surprisingly good. Um, and yeah, that's, that's by Massive Monster, I think it is, who are Melbourne-based, but then they also have a, a studio in, in England, so they uh, pretty much work all around the clock. So um, yeah, a lot of good stuff out of uh, Devolver, but um, uh, I did catch a little bit of Day of the Devs as well. There's, there was some good stuff there. I do want to go back and suss a lot of that out. But um, yeah, just uh, as, as Kieran said a little bit earlier, it's been a it's good day for indies. James, Day of the Devs, Devolver, was there anything there that stood out to you? Did you have a favorite? Um, I've been following Cold of the Lamb for ages. Um, I'm glad it finally has a release date. Uh, I like the vibe. Um, I really, really, really want to play it. And not too far away? August, sorry, yeah, it's August. August 11. August. Uh-huh. I think there's a demo now too, but I probably won't play it. I think I'll just wait. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it for me. I actually thought... the. I, I think the vibe of that Angry Foot game or whatever the whatever it is... Like yep. I, yeah, I get it, but it looks really like a weird Unity demo to me. Like the way there's no gun sway, or so, I don't know. There's something about it that doesn't sit right with me. The way that it moves, but um, I am really excited for Cult of the Lamb. So give me that lamb, boys. <laughs> there's, there's your quote right there. Yeah. Uh, Shannon, are you gonna you gonna give Angry Foot a go? Yeah, I downloaded the demo and nice. listened to Brody excitedly play through that and <laughs> Cult of the Lamb, I think. But yeah, everything looks cool. I think, yeah, the thing about Devolver's showcase is like every game has sort of a unique angle and looks totally They're different They're just like to the all next. so stylish and I'm like so... Yeah, like, exactly. They do kind of, like, they do really sort of feel like they brain. attract like a certain brand of developer that's not only just insanely talented, but just kind of oozes style in what they do. Yeah. Um, I agree. Like each of these games are also unique and look so unique, and 
I yeah want to play all of them despite them being like so different um so yeah really glad that there's a bunch of demos to jump into and and uh sample it um I've only been able to play Angry Foot so far but loved my time with that so far so yeah looking forward looking forward to more of that um but I'm also looking forward to discussing more news because there's there's still more we got to discuss. And uh, the next one is Xbox. Um, unrelated to today's showcase, today's showcases, Xbox also made a series of announcements, including Xbox Game Pass coming via an app exclusive to Samsung televisions. Um, Shannon, I might come back to you on this one because um, I know you're pretty familiar with how this is all going to work. But how how big a deal is this? Um, I, I think it's a pretty big deal. So, yeah, you could essentially play games like Fortnite or any other... X- I, I think it's... I don't know if it's every Xbox Game Pass, but it's over 100. So, there's definitely a good amount of, of games straight on your 2022 Samsung TV. And I assume it works quite well. I think Samsung are doing some things with their processor as well that sort of upscales everything and makes it look even nicer, which I think is why it's only... 2022 models to begin with but yeah Mm. i I don't think it's going to have like an overnight impact but i think definitely in terms of like three four five year plan like this is definitely the future that xbox have been moving towards for a while so if i'm not mistaken um it'll be like an app within their kind of game hub yeah uh, it's like it's a gaming hub so it has like nvidia's geforce now is it and a few other streaming yeah. services and obviously yeah. xbox and, and it's then 1080p 60 is that right that you can i stream believe it so and then i think it's yeah upscaled i don't know if it's upscaled but it looks nicer than it would on like a tablet or a computer i believe and then you can yeah just just connect your xbox or dual sense controller and it should be yeah, that simple essentially yeah. it sounds cool. crazy yeah um and nice that like it's um uh, yeah, like the, the other day, like I was around at my brother's and we were trying to play like Hell, Hellblade together and I knew that I could get it via Game Pass and it's like, oh, what do I stream it on? Because I didn't have my Xbox with me and like I ended up just like um, bringing a computer through to the next room. But just to imagine a day where it's like a dongle that you plug into your TV, maybe that's how they kind of um, help out well, other models. Or I it, think it, that that was going to be the plan. That's crazy. When they announced that they'll bring it to smart TVs, they announced they were going to be doing a dongle. But I think they've sort of done away with the dongle idea now Mm. because i think by the time this reaches saturation like everyone will have a tv that's capable of being smart i think or a pc or a tablet or a phone not to overgeneralize but i think by the time this deal is just like a limited exclusive thing i think so like tv apps whether it be binge disney plus or apple Mm. tv plus like they generally do take a while to roll out to all tvs regardless so I, i definitely think like it's definitely a marketing thing but I think it's 100% going to come to every TV eventually, even Sony, you would think. Cool. That's that's very exciting. Uh, James, another aspect of this news dump was that it was um, that the games in your library will also be made available to stream too. Uh, what exactly does that mean and how much does He's that He's very excited you? for this. <laughs> I don't really get it because I feel like that's You'd what never you could stream do anyway. a game. Why? I don't know. Like, could, like Shannon asked me, "Is this a big deal?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> like, but I but uh, people are really excited about this, though, and there's got to be a reason. So the, but can someone explain to me, like, why so, is it different to like you can? So, like, play- for instance, so Modern Warfare might not be on Game Pass this year, but it might be in the cloud, so you could be on your phone and play Warzone or Modern so you Warfare might on your phone Call of Duty or, or PC. Digitally. Yeah. 
Okay. When so that would have so to be on, on Game Pass. Because I actually thought you could already do that. I thought that would... Yeah, well... That's... Well, well, most games... Like, a lot of games are on Game Pass. I feel like most people would get confused by that. Yeah. Well, that is cool. Um, that def- And that's, to me, like... Like, as an example... Like, I always... When we were talking about Steam Deck earlier in the year, like, I'd always mm. thought it was kind of... It, I would, it would be good for me if I could somehow, um, like, carry my progress over rather than have to have, like, a PC version and my home version, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I feel like that that is, like, one step... Not quite what I think I want, but, like, one step closer to being able to do that. Like, be able to play, like, something that I'm, I don't know, reviewing on my lunch break or something. Um, both at home and out and about but yeah i think that that's cool i think I, I do genuinely feel like even though it works quite well here i don't think we're quite there yet um in terms of speed and latency and stuff mm-hmm. um in australia at least like i know 5g is quite good but like i it's it's not like say gonna let me play dmc on the same level as i could at home as an example like because that's a faster action game or street fighter or something yeah Brody, we've been talking about game streaming for a little while now. Have you ex- like have you experimented with it yet? Like, does any of this take your fancy? Um, yeah, I've pl- I've dabbled a bit with um, obviously the Game Pass cloud streaming. Like, I bought myself one of those little Razer Kishis, um, uh-huh. so I could sort of play play stuff on the go. And yeah, I think I think my experience with it has been pretty solid. I've I've sort of touching like following on from what James said. I've, I've strayed away from. Uh, like super intensive games like that would mm. require like that would suffer from that sort of latency like i i think the first thing i played on it was uh like spirit fairer or something like that which is obviously a bit more laid yeah. back and, and, and relaxed uh, but also for crushing me. yeah um yeah even ori i feel like when i played it i was i was worried that it might because uh, that's still that's still rather quick that game i think in terms of it's um like you gotta have decent reaction and stuff but mm. it depends yeah, I think my experience I, has been pretty good. Um, the fact that, um, yeah, I, I, I was similar to James. I was conflating this with something that uh, you can already do, but I feel like you can remote play off your Xbox locally like, if, if yeah. you're at home. Yeah, that's right. If you, uh, yeah. yeah, so that's where I was getting confused. I was like, I've done this, I'm sure, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you love it? More games on the go. In addition to the other Xbox news, there was also some word about Windows 11 getting some game improvements to Microsoft Edge doing some stuff. There was a whole bunch of Xbox news, but Kieran, I want to ask you instead about the Design Lab finally launching in Australia. What does your ideal Xbox controller look like? Uh, well, I already I did spend a bit of time this morning figuring that out for myself on the Design Lab website. Oh yeah, um, did you put an order in? I haven't put an order in yet because I have too many controllers. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, when one of them dies, I'm going, that's how I'm going to replace it, I think. I designed um, one. It was like $150. And I was like, ooh, maybe not. Yeah, pretty <laughs> Did much. you add like all the rubber grips? And <laughs> oh, stuff? yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> um, rubber everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, my, my controllers, uh, a lot of pastel pinks and blues. I'm a big nice. fan of it. Um, the only, only two things that I didn't like when i was customizing it is that you can't do the two sticks a separate color um uh. they have to be the same color um and also you can't put uh letters with accents in the engraving so i couldn't write out my um my gamer tag properly um but other than that it's it's pretty cool i like all the like the pastel stuff is great i think more controllers yeah. should come in pastel colors I did like the the range of colors, although I thought it was weird that you could have like an analog stick that was white. I feel like that would get like dirty really quick. 
but maybe that's just me. We've talked about controller cleanliness before. Let's not go <laughs> down that road again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd admit that in public. I need, <laughs> I need to snack, okay? I need to snack whilst I eat. Uh, all right, let's segue right out of that and do something a little bit different then and wrap up the show by discussing the latest reviews. We've had a bunch of news that I wanted to jump straight into today. But, James, I also want to ask you about your review of The Quarry too. I'm, now, I'm cautious we're going long. So just quickly, what did you make of The Quarry? Um, yeah, good. I thought it was, it's not my favorite supermassive game. Um, still a fun hoot to play with friends. Um, if you're <laughs> buying it for the celebrities, uh, maybe but don't. James, isn't this like a horror game? Isn't like the ideal experience playing it individually? Like I didn't think we played horror games. Another straw man. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this has a multiplayer so mode that's designed for eight players, which I think is the difference. Uh, it's not a right. single-player game. Not even... You're just so annoying, you. <laughs> anyway, it, makes me, it actually makes me angry. Like, I physically convulse. How stupid you are. No, but anyway. The quarry, yeah. I, I genuinely enjoyed it. I feel like it's quite simplistic, though. It The QTs and stuff are much more um, simplified compared to the previous games, which I think, in retrospect, I think I was thinking about, I tweeted this too, it is a very good one to start off with if you're trying to like introduce it to someone who doesn't necessarily play games that much, um, because uh-huh. you literally just have to move a stick in a direction, mash a button, or hold a button, and it's always the same button. So... You could really. This would be a good mobile game or something. If you, if they, in terms of like, if they were to stream it, um, if like you could play it easily with quite simple controls. Mm. Um, yeah, really, really like it. Uh, celebrities are definitely cameos. I don't know if that's a COVID thing or like they wrote the script and then couldn't do much more with it, um, which some people may find disappointing. Um, the main cast is really good though, and I liked everyone. And despite that, we still didn't make it through with everyone. I think three of them died. Because um, one of my teammates was really stupid, but that's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, really good game. Um, just not as good as House of Ashes or Until Dawn, in my opinion. Excited Beautiful. for Devil in Me. Still. That was a nice, succinct review and made me excited to, to play it still myself. Uh, Shannon, you also have a game that you reviewed in the past week or so. We spoke a little bit back when you previewed it, but what were your final thoughts on Mario Strikers? Um, I, I enjoyed it. I don't think it was the, the best Nintendo uh, Mario sports game that's been on Switch. I think it was probably the worst. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, <laughs> just similar to Nintendo Switch sports. It's very similar on, like, it's very um, light on single-player content and really all about the online, which isn't the worst thing for a Nintendo game. Like, I'm glad to see them finally moving into that space, but in my opinion, they're still figuring it out. So, yeah, definitely buy it if you plan on playing with other people locally or are happy to to go online, but don't expect, like, a full-on story mode or anything crazy in the I was surprised playing, like, the the demo um, or the the test or whatever it was, Um, just how, like, dense it was mechanically. Like, there was so much more going on to the mechanics of the game than I ever thought there would be. Yeah, it it is probably, like, the deepest sport like i'd say it's like the deepest nintendo family game like in in the sense that like the more i played it the more i actually did like it because there is a lot happening and a you need to do the training but then b i feel like similar to any sports game like you have to actually just keep playing the actual game to to get a hang of it and yeah 
I don't know. It's something felt off. And to be honest, I couldn't really put my finger on what that was. Kieran's also played it. And we had some online. I will say the online is really solid as well for a Nintendo game. Like there was no lag. Um, it felt very similar to the, the non the offline experience. But yeah, something felt off in my opinion. Well, did you feel the same, Kieran? How was? How did you find it? Um, yeah, I mean, like pretty much echoing what Shannon said. Like it's it the, like the content offering is pretty bare bones. But like the on, like when you're actually on the pitch, when you're actually playing, it's a lot of fun. Um, the I I yeah, I've, I've played like a little bit with other other people at home as well, and. The, I guess the biggest drawback for me so far has been like having to run everyone through at least like half of the tutorials to get everyone up to yeah. speed because if you're yeah. experienced in that game like the skill ceiling is quite high so if you're good at it you're, you're going to be really good and if you bring mates over just like to have a bash you, you're pretty much going to dominate them like Shannon yeah. dominated me online um, so it's well, what about in soccer <laughs> oh yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's good but it's yeah it's like it's just not quite there Cool. Well, I'm still a little on the fence about this one. If I'm gonna bite, jump in and get it, but maybe, maybe if I see it on sale, I'll snap it up. Uh, but Brody, you were right. This is this was going to be a long episode. We're already over the 45 minute mark, but I still want to squeeze in a rapid fire question if I can. So I'm going to ask you to pick one game that we discussed today. What was the which one game you most excited for? Callisto. James. Give you a second to collect your thoughts. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. I uh, I think Callisto too. Yeah. Shannon. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, oh Aliens. Dark okay. Descent. In the interest of variety, I'm going to say Street Fighter Six. But I know oh, okay. that no one else cares. But like, I think that game is just looking so schmick. Considering I shit remember how started much off. you loved. Yeah. Oh no, Mortal Kombat. You loved. Sorry. Any I'm, fighting uh, game. It's got James. I love Street Fighter too. But whatever. <laughs> anyway. No, thank you. Good night. Can I cheat and say Saints Row, even though it was technically a character creator? Yeah, I'm going to say Saints Row. Yeah, that's fine. Kieran? I'm torn between the Plucky Squire and Layers of Fears as, like, surprises, I think. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for a surprise, too, and say Witchfire. I'm really keen to see more of that game. It looks looks really cool. We know it's The Last of Us, you and you can be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, like, I, am I excited for The Last of Us? Yes, but I've played that game before. Like, I'm cool to see. I'm keen to see what they do, but I've played it before. Um, anyhow, another game I've played before, but love every time I play it is What the Wiki, the Press Start podcast game show, where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and we, the contestants, must guess the game. The first to guess two games correctly wins the round and takes home the point. Speaking of those that points last week, they're awarded to Shannon, who has equalized Brody. The two of you are now in second place on five points. James, of course, still in the lead on six. Myself on two, Kieran on one, and Harry and Stephen bringing up the rear with nil points. Shannon, as last week's winner, you are today's host. Take it away. This is going to be incredible. It's always when I host, especially incredible <laughs> today. <laughs> The game was released in 2021. Similar to its predecessor, it is a 2.5D side-scrolling platform game. The protagonist returns as the primary character with the goal. Yeah. Is this Metroid Dread? No. That's a good guess, though. (laughs) Yeah, it was a good guess. It could have been. Returns as the primary character with the goal of rescuing his fellow Muddikins from slave labor and exploitation by the brutal Gluckins. 
Wow, okay. Can you tell me when the paragraph finishes? Brody? Yes. Is it Oddworld Soulstorm? It is Oddworld Soulstorm. (laughs) Well done, Brody. I couldn't remember the the title of it. Brody's off the mark. Did you know what it was? If you were back in, would you have got it? Yeah, absolutely. No, I definitely had the right answer, Shannon. Thank you for asking. I thought it was The Sims Medieval. <laughs> I, was, I thought you said mannequins, and I'm like, is it? I don't know if I pronounced that right. Did I pronounce mannequins? The game is a 2019 horror game. It is a remake of a 1998 game by Brody? the same James. name. <laughs> this is going to be two and done. Who did you hear first? It was is definitely it? Brody. <laughs> I don't know when it came out. Is it Resident Evil 2? It is Resident Evil 2. Well oh, done, wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a tidy job by Brody, which uh, rather dramatically means he's now tied with James in first place on six points. Huge. How do you feel, Brody? Post match interview. That was, yeah, that was. <sighs> Look, I'd like to say it was hard, but. Uh, <laughs> you know, we all like to hear that too. and with that let's bring an end to what was this week's episode of the press start podcast subscribe to us on listener or the podcast service of your choice follow us at press start au and visit the site at pressstarts.com.au we've been joined today by shannon you can follow me at shancake underscore and yeah make sure you're heading to the website frequently for all the updates at the moment lots of articles going up we've also been joined today by james yeah, you can find me on Twitter at James, A-T-J-A-M-Z. Make sure you do go and check out James's wrap-ups of the uh, of each showcase, too. They're always a good time and have all the information you need. Also joining us today was Kieran. Yeah, I'm also on Twitter at HashBrown, so H-A-S-H underscore B-R-A-U-N. And last but not least, taking home the point in what the wiki, it was Brody. Thank you. You can follow me on most things at Brody underscore D-G. I've been your host, Ewan Roxborough. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxborough. I shared a little clip today of um, a- Angry Foot. Go check it out. Get a feel for what that game is. Maybe give the demo a download. You're such an yourself. influencer. I'm singing its praises now. <laughs> Look, like, Ghost Runner came and went, and I was singing its praises, and not enough people played it, and I'm worried we're never going to get a sequel, so I don't want Angry Foot to already go the same route, you know? That's just doing my bit. But until next time, happy gaming. Bye. 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 Bye.